Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Three Beards Podcast, brought to you by Ert Radio. Check that out. Um, you can go to mixler.com forward slash Ert Radio and go ahead and um, just click click like, subscribe, and tune in there. Um, just support you. I mean, just for this, you know, Ert Radio is a source for great talk and music streams. You know, it goes right to your device, wherever you go. Just like I said, go to mixler.com forward slash radio and let ron know we sent sent you there and make sure you take a moment like you said to subscribe and you know create an account so that way you get notifications when shows like this you know come on so this show like i said brought to you by Ert radio proud sponsor we really appreciate you taking care of the show so tonight we are talking about an awesome subject that's going to be a lot of fun um, 1954 a flight over the ocean tomoyuki tanaka He's a film producer for Toho Company Limited. Wondered, you know, what would happen if suddenly, just out of the depths, a giant beast would just rise up? And this, this was what led to the creation of the Gojira, you know, in, which is termed the gorilla whale. He would pitch this idea to the studio executives who, you know, great, you know, gladly accepted. And the work would begin on what would become one of the greatest monster movies of all time. Ryan Paul Tremblay, you know, he's joining us again. He's going to bring his vast knowledge and passion for the king of all monsters, Godzilla. Welcome to the Three Beards Podcast. My name's Craig, along with Austin and Chris. Passed to a new generation of Americans born in this century... Chris is with us here. We're still waiting to see if Austin makes it. I'm not sure where he's MIA at, but welcome. So how was your week, sir? It was pretty good. Besides, I'm a little under the weather. So if I go off camera tonight, because I'm coughing my lungs out. So. All right. Well, finish. Hey, finish eating. And then, you know, <laughs> try to talk while you're eating. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring you. Oh, my God. All right. So this time is bringing on Ryan Tremblay. Oh my God! What's up, guys? <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? What's up? Good. Hey, so Ryan Tremblay, he's the host of Monster Radio on YouTube, and you know you can follow him on Instagram 
at that underscore cryptid underscore Ryan underscore R-Y-N-O. And that's the end of the underscores. Follow that. And then <laughs> Twitter, you can follow him at Ryan Tremblay 18. And this is, he's got one of his um, creations right next to him there. Yes. And yes. And so he's, that's one of those that for anybody that when, while we're talking about this, um, if you follow him, you're going to see posts of the, the different figurines and the stuff they makes. Um, if you're ever interested, he does um, do these things on commission as well. So you're welcome to reach out to him, Facebook, or like I said, on Instagram or Twitter. And I'll make sure the links are on um, the shows and stuff here after after we get done. So that way you can reach out to them and do that. So thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me on again, dude. I'm excited about this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is... I'm, One of the best topics ever, man. You can never go wrong when you're talking about Gojira, man. That's no. Just, that's no I... For for me, he said it. I I found a passage um, in one of the things while I was doing research, getting ready for this, that I really liked, and that's how I wanted to start off the show um, with a quote. Is from producer Shogo Tommy um, Tomiyama. Mm-hmm. Um, he likened Godzilla to a Shinto god of destruction. Yes, and so which basically the Shinto god of destruction lacks um, the moral agency and cannot be held to humanity's standards of good and evil. And so while we think, oh my God, why is he destroying this Japanese town? You know, this is such an evil monster. That's, it's neither evil nor good because he totally destroys everything. And then there is a rebirth. So Mm -hmm. something new and fresh can begin. So this is, this is basically, this is like saying a hurricane is evil. Right. An earthquake is evil. No, this is just, just a form of nature that creates you know, chaos destroys, but then it creates, you know, like if California was to fall off from, you know, an earthquake, it's created a new environment where the California fell off from. So it's like, it wasn't an evil act. And that's, so I, I thought that was a really good way to start, you know, kick off with, you know, Godzilla. Oh yeah. So, is, so, so is this their way, is this their Noah's Ark? Godzilla, is this their Noah's Ark? Like it, something destroys and then it falls off and then some comes back even better i'm more like the flood i mean it's mm-hmm. yeah because no you know godzilla isn't storing anything in, in, inside of him right <laughs> no, I, know, I know but i was just saying no it's like the flood of it yeah the flood of it yes mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. that's point yeah and that was one one of those things too is just in i started re-watching a lot of the a lot of the movies too it's like um okay. Yeah, you. It was one. The King of the Monsters was one of the. It was one of the ones I had to watch again, and I, I did that in the poster. And I honestly, I was going to get you, wanted to get your opinion on this too. Do you think Raymond Burr knew what he was getting into in that movie? Because it sure looked. I don't think he did. I think to him, it was just another B monster movie, and he didn't really think it would take off the way that it did. You know, you can't really blame him. In the U.S., we didn't have any monsters that had any real meaning or symbolism behind them. So Raymond Burr was just another actor going, oh, it's just another part. So, yeah, because there was times like when it just you looked at the acting, it was, it almost was like Sir Alec Guinness in Star Wars, yeah. where it was just like he wasn't really, he was doing his best to act, but he wasn't. It wasn't like he didn't look like he actually bought into the role. Right. Right. Because well, I mean, mean there's that one scene when he's looking out over the ocean when supposedly looking at Godzilla, and he's like, 
<laughs> it was just you didn't really he wasn't selling that there was this gigantic sea lizard that just rose up and was stomping all over the place it just he wasn't selling and that's why i was just curious if that's if that was There's your impression a reason for that though there is a very good reason for that and it's because to the u.s actors that film those scenes the meaning to them was completely lost like to the japanese actors that were in, in the original version the deep poetic meaning was there but to the u.s actors it went right over their head ironically you know, oh, wow. this, was, this was a living symbolism of the horrors that people experienced at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. You know, so the U.S. people over in the States, we couldn't really associate with that too much because we didn't live through that. You know, we caused it, but we didn't live through it. Great point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, no, I, 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 I'm, I can definitely say that I'm not one. Of, I won't lie and say that I'm a diehard, you know, but it was one of those I've always liked them. And mm -hmm. as things have gone on, even when I was starting to watch these, I just found that I was, it was more and more that even though some of the parts were cheese, you know, when you look back, they're kind of cheesy, you know, they're, yeah. Rodan, you know, <laughs> the squawk, you know, it's like, it's like a flying chicken going back and forth, you know, <laughs> but you, you realize this also is the 1950s. They didn't exactly have CG, you know, so with what they had and you look back on it now and so, well, I was showing my son what these things, he's just like, really? I'm like, you got to remember, this is a guy in a rubber suit. Yeah, going around. I mean, and you, you even caught. I, I even asked you. It's like when we we're talking about this, where his tail got stuck in the mm -hmm. tower. I was like, was that intentional? And you're like, oh yeah, that was a complete accident. It's like that was yeah. not intent, but they were like, that was perfect. Keep it yes, rolling. Some of the best scenes in the Godzilla movies were actual total accidents. Like when he falls into the castle. You know, you see him trip and he falls face first into that <laughs> castle and just tumbles it down. That was an accident. It looks so good that the producers are like, keep that in there because it looks like he actually did that on purpose. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was, I mean, yeah, it's, it's almost like a belly flop right on top of the thing. It's just like, wow. Yeah. And just, costumes weigh so much, you know, per pound. They're like three, 250 pounds, 300 pounds. So when they fall into a solid structure like that, it hurts that poor actor inside. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I've I seen it weighed like 220 and even heavier in yeah. my research. Like, imagine walking around in a 200-pound costume. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't. I wouldn't do it, but. Then I'd be like, cut. Yep. Do yeah. <laughs> Go. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's one of those things. It just, you're like, you look at it, these things, and it just, it's, it's crazy. You know, just, just the model things. Because, you know, a little inside baseball. One of the things I really would love to do for shows is do some recreation of HBO's. Everybody knows their original thing where it kind of goes to the town scene, comes flying over the mountains, you know, and have something like, have something like that, you know, for the thing. And that was the same style. I would almost credit Toho company for, you know, making things like that, you know, something that people would think about because Oh, yeah. They created these massive sceneries, you know, the tension wires, the buildings, mm -hmm. you know, all the models of the tanks and everything for each, just for each scene for the yep. guy to put on the suit and go stomping around and knocking things over. And you're like, eh, you know, and cut. All right, rebuilt, you know, and do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was IG Subraya, you know, and he's just, he was so great at these models that he put together. He was inspired by King Kong. So ironically, when you see all these Godzilla fans hating on King Kong, they should actually pay homage to King Kong because if it weren't for Kong, we wouldn't have this guy right here. Yeah. And it's 
and that's one of those movies too where it's just even for its time I was actually surprised that they did that, you know, that they, that they got that approval because that was just, it was, I mean, what do you think? Cause that was the, what, 1930s? Mm-hmm. 1933. Yeah. So, the, you know, that, that concept of just like the mon, you know, just like those monsters, like what we take for granted now, that was completely foreign. I mean, we're talking big band dance, you know, you got the Fred Astaire, you know, that's the type of, you know, these are the type of movies that everybody's going to and not something about a gigantic monkey. Right. That, you know, that's on an island, you know, and so people are just, you know, for all the people hate, you know, that was a joke. I know he's a gorilla. It's not a monkey. Okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, but that's, for me, that was, that was cool. That was just, mm-hmm. just, just that whole way we, we mentioned this before, Star Wars. It's just, it's the way that these people were able to make something, craft a model to the point to where you were, it was enough for you to be able to suspend disbelief and believe that you were actually in this other world mm-hmm. and seeing these things. And that was the beauty of it. Oh, absolutely, and, dude. It's, you know, and, it's fantastic. It created a whole new world for people. Yeah. And just, you know, we're, I don't want to jump too far ahead in the thing. I mean, I, I feel it, to me in a little way, did you like the new movies? Like the late, the last couple, because I, I feel like they've lost a part of that, you know, cause it doesn't have that, they like, lost the magic, you know. I mean, yeah. grew up with the men in the suit, and even though it looks cheesy by today's standards, you know that was kind of the standard for Toho. And the fact that they use CGI, you know, it's just I don't. know. To me, it doesn't feel the same. To me, it's a different Godzilla. You know, it's not Toho's Godzilla. It's just a different of his species doing something new. Yeah, and that's yeah. That was for me. It was in that that was kind of my thing. I mean, I love the action scenes like that. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job when you basically had that special forces look when they jumped out of the plane and they're coming down with the smoke trails. Right. In that unison, you know, I, th- I thought that was a pretty iconic scene the way they did. It. I mean, I did like the way that they did the Godzilla's blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you enjoyed know. that too. That yeah. made it more realistic, but I still prefer old school. Yeah. Yeah. Heart that's that. Yeah, I mean, who does not like you know Godzilla? You know, giving you know, giving the other creatures the you know, basically like groin shot with its nuclear, you know, breath. I mean, I I love that. It's just it's like the the location was like just it just makes me laugh every time you watch it. Just where they position it, it was just like oh, that's fantastic. Godzilla's <laughs> giving a cheap shot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, they took cheap shots on him. I mean, in Ghidra, the three headed monster, Ghidra got him with a groin shot. So. Yeah. He's paying them back. <laughs> I, that you brought that up too because I just had I just had watched that one a few days ago, oh. and when for me when it actually came to the monsters, you know, Mothra, Rhoda, and it's like for me that was the one. It almost seemed op, you know, to use modern gaming yeah. terms because it was he was it was almost like a disadvantage for Godzilla in that movie yeah. because it just. It basically, if it hadn't been for Rodan, you know, teaming up and aiding, I mean, I, I said, I think I, in that one, I mean, I honestly think you could have seen a defeat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, they're kind of following the rules of literature that a hero is only as great as his villains, you know, so the yeah. more powerful the villain and the more the hero has to go through in order to defeat that villain, the better the hero is at the end. But is it is it true he didn't become a hero until like the 1970s? Godzilla became a superhero around the 1970s. 
Actually, it was in the 60s. It was in Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster. Once uh, he charged to help Mothra out because she was pathetically overmatched when she's facing Ghidra. So him actually going to help her, that was his mark right there that he was becoming that good guy that people want to yeah. see. What, yeah, because you had that... I think, what was that? What scene was that? That was the one where Mothra was still in the larva form and so yeah. just biting onto the tail. Mm-hmm. And she was you trying know, to just, convince him and Rodan to team up, remember? And they were arguing with her, pretty much telling her, screw humanity, let him yep. die. And yep. so she decided to go face King Ghidorah by herself and they were watching the fight and then they realized, you know, that this poor girl over here, she's outmatched and overwhelmed. We got to help her out. And so they all became good guys. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I when I first started watching these things, I always, you know, before I really started paying attention, I always thought like Mothra was, you know, I did, when I looked at it, it was like, Mothra, man, how, you know, how bad can, you know, how, I mean, how desperate are you for a bad guy when you pick a moth, you know, and then when you actually watch it, you're like, oh, it's not a bad guy. Right. This, this is actually, you know, she is on the side of humanity where you basically have Godzilla, which is, you know, mm-hmm. which is nature's way of saying, we've got to hit the reset button on this. Right. Right. Well, and she that's, was very unique. Mothra was very, very unique in the whole Toho universe because she was the first good monster that they had created. Godzilla, Varan, Rodan, they were all villains of sorts. So when they created Mothra, she was the first heroine of all the movies. And so the, the twins, you know, mm-hmm. that come, in, come to the picture. Now, do you have any of the history on them? Like where these two ladies, I mean, were, was it just... You know, I wanted to joke around that, you know, I thought this was a kickback to, you know, some family member, you know, you like, you got to make sure that they get a part in the movie, mm-hmm. but it was, they became an, especially with that one. And then the following, the following film, they become an integral part of the storyline. Absolutely. Yeah. In real and life, they were actually real twin sisters. They were known as the peanuts. They were a pop mm-hmm. band in Japan and everybody just fell in love with them. So when they got the part for the twins, their popularity just increased and they, you know, they want to be in more movies. Yeah, they. So like I said I'm trying to remember. Was it just was it three that they were in, or was it? Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, just three of them. Everybody just three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was like this large number, and really it was just three movies. So. That you know, I'm trying to trying to save too much in case we want to do another show. We don't want to go burn through all of them. So it. Um, I. I really liked in King of the Monsters. I really liked that that scene where the they did the her, typhoon you know it comes through it destroys that fishing village right and you know when they come out i, I like the way i mean we're talking 1954 the way that they did did that map painting to make it look like the giant footprint in the beach yeah i thought i i really thought that was a cool way to do that scene because that's one of the things i like about movies and in the way that it doesn't have to be in your face. It's like you can, the part of pulling your imagination to fill in the gaps is something that's so cool about it. Right. right. And it really a rich history for Godzilla with that original film, you know, because you found out on Odo Island, he was worshipped as a god. They sent sacrifices to appease him. You know, mm-hmm. it's really a rich history for that. Yeah. And, that, and that's, and that was the cool part because your imagination has to fill in the gaps. You're not showing, you don't know how Godzilla came about. You know, you're not seeing this, you know, the true origin. You're just seeing that all of a sudden, you know, you got a bunch of people on the island. Oh, Godzilla! Yep. It doesn't go running, you know, and also <laughs> just comes out of the water. Yep. And it's, and it's, 
I think that was one of those epic things. I mean, I think even some new movies to a point, they kept a little bit of that in that one scene with the sub, you know, and yeah. you see Godzilla coming through the water. Right. You know, and that's, they keep the same, they keep a little bit of the same suspense because, you know, you're not, you're not having to make in your mind, you're having to create like, where's Godzilla right now? Right. Right. We well, you know the funny thing is, is the way that we don't see Godzilla, we kind of suffered the same thing that Akira Ifokube suffered when he was making the, the music for this movie, <laughs> posing the tracks. He didn't see Godzilla right away. Shibaraya actually had to go and act out scenes for him and tell him, okay, the monster is going to be doing this and the people are going to be doing that. And so he would throw stuff around the room while the, the composer was making the music. And Mona, on that one, um, like we've told a few people, if that happens, it's Facebook. Um, switch over to YouTube. If you can't, go over to YouTube. That stream seems to be a lot more uh, stable in a lot of points because sometimes depending on Facebook, stuff like that, you'll get kind of that little bit of that jerk, that lag where YouTube should be. Everybody on YouTube shouldn't be having that problem. Um, if anybody is, just let me know. But I just wanted to let you know, just if you're having, a, if it's lagging on you, just switch over real quick and check that out there because this is a live show. We do it 8, 8 p.m. Eastern time for anybody that's that's new to this thing. And we got Paranormal Underworld that just checked in. Ashley, too. I just want to make sure. Hey, yep. Ashley. Hey, Jax. Carolyn, Valerie, once again, too. I want to make sure, Mark, how are you, sir? Um, just want to make sure we talk, greet everybody that's watching. But yeah, definitely switch over to YouTube if you're if you're lagging. Um, but the, yeah, so back to Godzilla. So yeah, it's a. I like, I really, I like that scene. I mean, for me, I would love to have been on those sets building those models like all those high tension wires all the stuff is just oh that would just be so much fun oh, they were brilliant in the way they did that too like you know the scene where you see the power lines actually melting down mm -hmm. do you know how they achieved that no no the power lines the actual structure for the power lines they were made out of wax and what they did is they had the crew with hot air guns blowing hot air at them so they would melt over and look like they were melting down from godzilla's breath oh that's cool that's amazing that's a brilliant idea that yeah, see that's that's the genius. I think that's so, why it's so lost on the CGI. Um, you know, all the AI and CGI stuff that's now is is it's just that br those brilliant techniques because you had to create something that didn't exist. Yep, yep. You know, I'm going to say it though. Like uh, with CGI and AI, as an artist, I can tell you if you rely on that stuff, you're losing the love and the passion and the soul that the real human artist puts into it. You know, so when you do yeah. a seascape in all CGI, you're kind of peeing on what IG Sabraya used to do for these movies. You know, he used to sit there painstakingly <laughs> painting every little detail. He would structure every building, scale it just properly, and just make it look so real. And now you're taking a, a machine, a computer, and you're having them do it. There's no soul in it anymore. So, well, what's up, Zach? Good to see you, brother. Yeah. And, and you know, and those are the type of, you know, I mentioned the HBO trailer and these ones too. Like the HBO trailer, every single window you saw there, that wasn't computer generated. Those were actual lit. The cars you see driving by, those were actual models, working models with headlights that they had moving. So when you see everything you see in these movies at like Godzilla, this isn't this isn't some creation. There's actually somebody over there either pulling a string, making these things move, yep. and they've got them wired with like fireworks or whatever to do make it look like the cannon shots and stuff. This isn't computer animation. This is all stuff that's being done by these people. 
Yep. And you got to well, really appreciate how, like, how long it would take, say, when they were doing a shot where the military was attacking the monster. If the explosions didn't go off at the right time, they had to reorganize everything, reset up that shot, and do it all over again until they got it right. So that meant wow. that they would have to go back and they would have to paint those models that had the burn marks from the fireworks on there. If any got damaged by the actor, they had to rebuild those and repair them and put them back in place. Can you imagine if you're like, all right, here we go. And then the actor stumbles and smashes through the castle. You're like, oh, come on, we got to rebuild the whole castle again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Haru Nakajima, the guy who played Godzilla, you know, I mean, he loved doing this. And he'll tell you there were times that he stomped on something he wasn't supposed to. And the director was so furious with him. But then it got to the point where, you know, he did so good playing the monster that they told him, you know what? Just go with it. Whatever you're going to do, do it. We'll agree. Because he was so great at playing Gojira. Wow. Yeah. And Valerie said it's like the Godzilla in 1985 when he um, when he fell into the volcano. Mm-hmm. A oh, terrible God. cry. The cry. Man, that breaks my heart every time I hear that. You because know, in all Godzilla movies, I mean, like you were saying at the beginning of the show, you know, really, Godzilla wasn't the villain. Mankind was the villain. Okay. <laughs> we, we woke him up. We scarred him. We made him what he was. And then we punish him for existing. You know, and basically with all kaiju, that's what it is. They're just, they're too big to live in our world, you know, and we're punishing them for being different. And that's, that's really tragic. It's sad and heartbreaking. Yeah. It, well, that's that's just that's just it. Is you know, Zachary said it too. It's just going back right here about the charges and stuff too. Oh my God! I mean, can you imagine that? You just got M80s blowing up all around you the whole time as you're just walking in this little rubber suit. Oh yeah, I mean, God, Haruka Jima, Kempichiro Tsutsuma, the guys who played Godzilla, they'll tell you those explosions. You're so close to it, you almost lose your hearing. You know, you can't even hear anymore. You're hearing that ring in your ears. So when the director is telling you what to do, they're going, "What? Huh?" What? I can't hear yeah. you. Yeah. You're like, cut. You know, and you're still stomping around destroying the set. And like, cut. Oh, cut. you said cut. I thought you said stomp. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, man. And that, I I just, even like that one with with Mothra, I love the way that, the way it's flying around. I mean, Rodan, Rodan I think, I, I don't know if they just, if they weren't over, um, get your opinion on this too. I, do you think that they weren't confident in their, in the suit of Rodan because all the scenes of it flying were so quick. It wasn't because like Mothra was slow and would come in and you could see features and stuff, but Rodan was just like squawking, just, just fly you know across the screen. Rodan is the suit got damaged when they were actually ah, a flying scene. The guy who played Rodan, same guy who played Godzilla, Harunakajima, they had him 20 feet up above the soundstage and the wires snapped. And so when he fell into that pool, some of the suit got damaged, so they had to make miniature models of the flying rodent. So that's why. Okay, that ma- that makes sense. See, uh, that's why we have you on. Because yeah. that was, yeah, because it was just, all of a sudden, it's just, I'm like, man, Mothra is slow moving. You can see everything. And then this other one is just like quick, like, fly Interesting through. Fly through. Tidbit too. Interesting tidbit. Hiro Nakajima also played Mothra in her larval form. So he played Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, Varan. This guy loved his monsters, man. That's that's something that's, I mean, you want to talk about a job that you, you would love to show up to every day. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, honey, I got to go to work. What do you get to be today? I don't know. I got to be a larva. I, got, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to find out what suit I get to wear today. This is going to be a blast. You know, it's like, you know, literally, literally it's going to be a blast. You know, it's just. Well, he endured some injuries too. I mean, when he wore the suit for the original 54, they had stuffed it with bamboo. 
And when they actually put that suit on, the bamboo was cutting through the latex and cutting his legs. It was tearing up his legs and his arms. But he still, he loved it, man. It was like an honor for him to be the monster, the kaiju in these movies. Yeah. And this, I mean, you want to talk, I mean, to get a little serious right here. I mean, we're talking 1950s. So here we go, 1953. uh, We're not even eight years removed from Hiroshima and Nagasaki being Mm -hmm. just obliterated. And so here you have this, I mean, you have a country that you can see where, you know, nuclear thing is on their minds. You know, this is where, you know, you you can, Hollywood, you know, Hollywood does this. It's like, what's currently a thing you can see that's what's going to be coming in the movies. Mm -hmm. What's current events. So you could see that why this was, this was a driving force behind it, but it was, it was almost I want to say it almost felt like it was a national identity. Like this was something like that was exclusively, this was ours. This was Japanese. This is our yeah. creation. This is something that we, and so I don't, I don't, would you, th- I want to say it was almost like a, it was almost like a healing, you know, way to where this was, yeah. you know, a I rallying think, thing around. It was their way of letting the world know, Hey, look, this is what we went through. Okay. And we're still not healing from this because after the bombs, there was a Kobayashi Maru incident, the Lucky Dragon number five. It was a fishing boat that hauled in a whole bunch of tuna and it was actually radioactive. And unfortunately, some of it made it to the market. So people that ate that tuna got radiation poisoning from eating that fish. So what happened at Hiroshima and Nagasaki it never left the Japanese people. It never, ever left. It was always there. You know, and it was a it was a horror. It was something they had to live with. And they always wondered, what's the next thing we're going to have to deal with that is a result of these bombings? You know, we had mutations, we had people dying, we had radiation poisoning, we had to rebuild our cities. What's next? You know, and yeah, it was actually a very fantastical horror, but they thought, well, if there's a giant monster out there. You know? Yeah, didn't, you know, with the creation, um, I, I could, I thought I saw it, but I couldn't find it again. Didn't, wasn't it originally supposed to be like an octopus? Yes. Style yes. creature? Yes, I want to make it a giant octopus, but they were like, no, 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 no. We got to make something bigger more symbolic and they started designing gojira as we know and thank god i mean could you imagine him as an octopus he wouldn't have been as popular no it's just some some weird you know japanese version of cthulhu you know mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's just i don't it, it probably would have looked more like a power rangers yeah type vil- villain than anything it's just and i mean i honestly i, I honestly think you know night these original three movies was one of the biggest inspirations for power rangers that's where they oh, got yeah. some, you know, yeah, just I mean, even the fights. Uh, it kind of started the tokusatsu thing, you know, I mean, cause they were wearing suits, mm-hmm. these suits that they wore. That's what really kickstarted power Rangers and, you know, zone fighter, Ultraman, anything like that. Yeah. It all starts with this guy. Yeah. That's I, I just really, it's like, for me, it was, it was a walk down, you know, it's it like a strolling down memory lane, you know, when I started watching these ones again. So it's like, I was glad, really glad we were going to do the show because that gave me a ch- gave me an excuse to have to torture my wife with Godzilla movies. Hey, so hey, that was, you don't need an excuse, so, man. You just put those Godzilla what? movies on and you just yeah. bask in your glory, brother. That's what I did. I, I didn't, but she, she's, she's not a fan. She's oh. not a fan at all. No, she just, every time it's like one of the fights, she just kind of looks over me like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, don't, don't. This is an epic fight right now. It's just, it's, don't. Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my god! I was, just, but it was the scenes. I mean, it just I loved, 
I've just ever since growing up, I mean, I've always joked around. I mean, it's just that iconic, you know, you've got the overlay of the people running across the bridge, you know, these are the people pointing. I mean, what was, God, was it the, do you remember what movie, it, which one it was where the guy's hat blew down the hillside? Yeah. And, it's, he and so, monster. yeah, he goes, down yeah, that's and Rodan gets him. Yeah, so you're, you know, everybody's all joking around, you know, ah, you know, I go get, you know, and he climbs down there, ah, I got the hat, you know, and then right then you get, you know, yep. you knew it was coming, but it was just, it, it, you're like, even in the 1950s, they had the cliche. It's like, don't go after them because you're going to die. And that, yeah, you know what makes that scene even worse, though, is the Venusian woman had just told him that Rodan was down there and he was going to wake up pretty soon. Yep. And she still goes down there anyway. And you're like, dude, she just warned you about that literally five minutes ago. You guys yeah, are they, actually surprised that it happened. She just told you it was going to happen. Yeah, they had they had the best of, I think in that movie, they had the best of all. They had alien visitor. You know, yep. they had this, the, the mythical creature. I mean, they just, they had, and it, I think every movie, and if you boil it down to, it's a, it's a life lesson because usually they have like a story. It's like, oh, the first one was greed. Yes. You know, it's like, there was a lot, you know, just, and they had these ones, this other one, um, it was exploitation. I, I want to say with the, with Mothra's egg. Yeah. It was just, you know, it was definitely a story of like the dangers of exploitation. And so I, because it showed them building this whole, we're going to make this big amusement park. We're going to sell all these tickets. And you know, it, it was, I, I liked the way they just had everything, but then there was also like, they had a moral. There was like a moral yeah. to the story. Mm -hmm. And if you notice, it's always the humans that are the bad guys. The monsters are usually the good guys. Mm -hmm. You know, like in Mothra, I mean, she really wasn't doing anything wrong. She just wanted her people back so she could go back home. That's all she wanted. And they were trying to kidnap those two priestesses. And it's like, well, that's why she's going after you guys. She wants her people back. Yeah, I, I liked. I mean, it was. I mean, this is not the official term, by the way, but it was almost like a tractor beam. I like when Mothra just swooped down and just like caught, just like it's like an airlift, just pulled. Yep. <laughs> just to, it's like a big heavy lift helicopter, just picked him up, just carried him over and dropped. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, Mothra was amazing. So you know, we get to love Mothra too. Yeah, it was just it was one of those. It's like, why does not Mothra? Oh, and Mothra's Mothra's dead. And you're like, wow, that was quick. And then all of a sudden the egg hatches. And now we have the new Mothra. The larva comes out. But it was just like, I'm like, it just epic battle. And then all of a sudden, and and just like Obi-Wan, Vader just snuffed him. And it's like. <laughs> well, see, that's the like, thing with Mothra, though, is like in the U.S. version, it seems like she dies really quickly. But in the <laughs> Japanese version, they actually tell you early on in the movie that she's dying. That she's on her last energy reserves. And that fighting Godzilla would be the last thing she does. See. That's that's what's missing because that's that would be a critical piece, mm -hmm. and that makes that movie all that more tragic because it's a mom defending her offspring from an apex predator. So when she dies, she's got her wing over her egg. She's protecting her egg even in death, and that's it's sad to see that because that's a mom protecting her babies. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's an added depth to a storyline that's that you know when you actually look at these things, it's not just it's not just people in suits smashing stuff and just you know and and cut. Put it in the can. Let's go. Let's get on to the next one. Right. right. Yeah. There's a lot of effort and a lot of uh, emotion and personality put in there. I'm hoping in the new one, you know, I doubt it. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. just going to say right now, I doubt that they're going to, that they're going to keep to any of the old, old ways. I think everything is, it's going to be a lot of computer generated. Yeah. Imaging and stuff. I just, I really, I just, just for me, it's just some of these scenes. I mean, to me, I think there's a little bit of hope. 
Guillermo del Toro's latest thing of Pinocchio, mm-hmm. where he went back to claymation. Yeah. So I think there that, that there still is hope out there that there are some creators that are trying to stick, you know, keep you know and revive the old ways, mm-hmm. you know, combining the two. And I hope that there's that there's something in this because that's one of the things that makes the Godzilla movies such you know such a cool special thing to watch is these ones when yeah. just, whether it's the creature from the black lagoon i mean just any of these monster movies mm-hmm. when you just see yeah. these things just the fact that it was just some actor that had to go put on the suit and had to act these things out yeah it's the artistry i mean there's so much mm-hmm. effort and detail that goes into those costumes that you almost overlook it you know because you're just you're watching the movie and then you really look at that monster you go oh my god dude they even did his eyes to look real and his teeth to look real and then you realize an artist had to sit there and make that and then paint it and put it all together you know, so it's really it's just an amazing thing to watch. <clears throat> thing of beauty. But in your, but in your opinion, do you think with the new machines like CNC and digital printing, do you think the creature will look a lot better, or you're just on the uh, old creature? I think it'll have more details because of the machine, but I think it's going to lack that human soul. <clears throat> so you're going to know that it wasn't done by a human hand, and it kind of it takes away from it when you know it's not done by the human hand. Yeah, I'm trying to bring up a kind of a side-by-side somebody's got to have it here the image you know between the two i mean it's just mm-hmm. that's it's one of the yeah here's yeah here's one right here hopefully it's not my image for ants eh, it kind of is oh well mm-hmm. yeah it's, so everybody's lean into your computer screen take a look at this Oh, that's your baby. That's your that's your baby picture. Yeah, <laughs> you can see you can kind of see just where it's. There's definitely more detail between you know on the Godzillas. Oh, if you want something they can see, I mean, representation yeah. wise, I got you know other Godzillas right here. I mean, yeah. this is fifty four. Here's what the suit looked like for that. You know, and then if you want to move down the line, we got the sixty four right here. Mm-hmm. So you can see how Toho used to make them as opposed to how Legendary makes it. Yeah. What was the reason for... Somebody, somebody phrased it this way and I loved it. The Kermit the Frog look. Because they were trying to make him look a little bit more friendly. As time went on, especially in the later 60s, yeah. they noticed that in theaters, it was more kids going to the theater. So they were like, oh, we got to pull back on the darkness and the horror. We're going to make it a little bit more comical and a little bit more child-friendly. So that's why he started getting the more Muppet look. You know, because yeah. they want kids to go, oh, it's something that we can really, you know, get into and relate to. Yeah, I just, it's, when, when you get to these these things, um, you know, it was, you know, Paranormal Underworlds, like, I like the suits better. And it's, and it really, and here I found a better, I found a better picture here so people can get kind of like an idea of the suits here. Mm-hmm. This is Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, yeah, there they are. So you you can see, I mean, in the modern, the modern movies, you can see here where they they have the blue aspect on the the scales. Mm-hmm. So you can see that they were that what they've done in the modern movies isn't kind of a new creation. It's just it's a modern t- take on when it starts to glow and then he shoots the beam beam out. Oh yeah. So they have it they have it here. But the for me, what was so cool about this, like what we talked about, is they don't they don't have a computer option they had to do you know so it took somebody with paint skills 
with suit creating. You had all these artists that had to come together to create. This wasn't just somebody that slapped this together the night before. This took a lot of effort to create the, the, the scene, the mountainscape. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people that went through just the scenery builders, everything in here was just, yeah. Somebody Kermit versus the guy cocaveman. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Airline is awesome. Yeah. That's a, and so you get, those are the, those are the scenes that to me, I mean, it's what makes these movies so enjoyable to watch. Yes. You, you, you know, I'll take the criticism of people like, ah, they're cheesy. There's stuff like it. I go, they weren't ever meant to be, you know, be these, you know, these awe-inspiring, you know, over-the-top fights. I mean, they were just, they, right. it's one of those you had to, you know, you had to suspend disbelief because there's no such thing as a gigantic sea lizard. We hope not. I mean, I yeah, can hope I mean, there is. I mean, if there's ever a real Gojira, I'm like, yes. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah. I was like, you? yes, we're going the other way, but yes. <laughs> not <laughs> maybe like, going towards him while you're going that way by me. I'll be like, where are you going? Yeah, it's like I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna get a higher vantage point so I can at least survive a little longer to enjoy his splendor than get close. Fair yeah, enough. yeah, it's, it's yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, which to me, I I really I really liked him. I don't like. For me, I didn't care for the '70s softening. You know, the whole junior gods. To me, the '70s era was just weird. It just yeah. doesn't matter what it is. I mean, whether it's the the Jetsons, the Flintstones, I don't care who it was. It's, just, it's like everybody just went weird in the yeah, 70s. The Shawa era for Godzilla films was a very mixed bag. You know, you started yeah. off with dark horror and then you started getting into the campiness. And then you had like the sumo match between Godzilla and Kong. And then before you know it, you had anti-pollution messages and it, they just kept going and going and going and going. But yeah, do that though, because you know, Gamera, which was a direct competition in the 60s, he became a hero for kids. You know, so Toho had to kind of step up and go, okay, well, we're going to make Godzilla a hero for kids now, too, so we can try to outdo yep. our competition. Well, and that's that's one of the sad things where people lose their, the original, the vision, because yeah. they're, they're you know, because then it becomes, well, hey, we just got to chase the merchandise. Yeah, and it becomes cliche. It becomes yep. very cliche, and they always got to have him come in at the last moment, even if it's out of nowhere, and fight the bad monster. I mean, like Godzilla versus Megalon, it's. Such a weird movie and how they made it is so messed up. Normally you make a movie and then you add the stock footage as you need it, right? Well, yep. with Godzilla versus Megalon, they added the movie they made with the stock footage. That's what they did is they added these film scenes to a whole bunch of stock footage. And they said, oh, it's a movie. Put it out there. And that's why it was so terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. this uh, Here, I got this. Um, let's see if I can bring up this picture. Yeah, this one's not. This is another one of those for everybody seeing. This is some of the scene. This is where you can almost you can almost see the the Power Rangers. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is you know you can see where the inspiration for the Power Ranger fights fights are from these things because here here you go from from the lumbering giant that's coming through terrorizing to all of a sudden it's doing ninja moves, yeah. jumping in the air and doing flying you know flying jump kicks. Yeah, and that's just Godzilla flies using his atomic breath. Yep. Yeah, and it's just you, you can see they they were just like they're like, well, what if we did this? All right, let's make it work. You know, put it, you know, and they were trying different stuff. And I, it, I think it's one of those where you lose the original, the original yeah. message. You know, the original feel. It's it's one of those you could still. Obviously, they had the creative ability. I don't think they had to just to go down the. This is almost like early mass marketing. Like we just got to get stuff out there, just to get stuff out there, just so we can sell. 
lunchboxes. I mean, this is right. what it feels I like. Catch twenty two for Toho. I mean, they knew that they had to, you know, go ahead and cater to the child audience that they were having, but it was very hard to keep it more adult so that the adult audience still stayed tuned. But the kids were the biggest audience, and that was kind of a smart move to do because those kids that they entertained in the sixties and seventies grew up to have kids of their own to which they showed those movies to and their kids loved it and so on <laughs> and so on. So in the long run, it was actually a very smart idea. And that's why they went dark again with the return of Godzilla in 1984. Cause they wanted to go back to his roots. I know. And then one year later, they kill him. It's like, come on. No, no, no. He died in 95. Oh, no, I don't. It's just like 85 jumping into the volcano. It's like, Oh, come on. He didn't die, though, because there was a, a direct sequel to Godzilla 1984, which is one of my favorite Godzilla movies, Godzilla vs. Biollante. Oh, yeah. So that's a direct so, sequel to Godzilla 1984. Let's see. Where are the, let's see. If I can find a picture of that. Keep looking here. So do you know oh. when um, Godzilla got his star on Hollywood? I know they I have one on. Yeah, I believe it was like in the early 2000s that he got it. So, but I mean, it's so great that he has a walk of fame star. You know, it's like he deserves it, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah one of the only the... non-actor things too that have mm-hmm. have a star. Oh, a fame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And a little tidbit though for you though is the reason why Power Rangers seems so familiar to the '70s stuff because in Japan in the '70s they already had stuff like the Power Rangers. To us, it was something that was new in the '90s, but to Japan, it was old hat. Yeah, they had a lot of. Um, so I had a picture up here. Sentai Rangers. Yeah, it's they it had the different ones where I mean it almost looks like it almost looks like the like an early concept for a Power Ranger. It was yeah. a different yeah, it was a different you know, basically looked like robot suits. Yeah. Well I'm trying to find Japan. that image and I can't the Sentai Japan. Rangers though, man, they're all tied together. So the Power Rangers that we know, they're all tied to the Japanese Power Rangers, and it's all one big story. What oh, wow. US, we just we take different portions of those shows and we create something new that seems like it's a new chapter, but it's really not in Japan. It's all one big story. So, do you speak Japanese? I speak some, not too too much, but some. I noticed yes. that a lot of stuff in in, in in Japanese come out, but it's not United States worthy, so it never makes it here. So somebody says, "Oh, I played that video yeah. game when I was in Japan," or. When I was here and it hasn't made it to the States, they make a lot of stuff that we yeah. don't see over here. Yeah, and some of the video games in Japan are a lot more graphic than what we get over in the United States. The reason why we don't get them is because some of the games in Japan have strong sexual content. Yeah, there we go. Invasion of that, the Astro Monster. Yeah, that's one, one of the real, you know, just I really like the, this image because it just kind of shows, it shows the just the whole element of like what it takes to make these movies. Yeah. That's IG Sabrea right there. The guy who made the suits. Yep. And it's just, it's just really, really cool. It's like, it's, it's kind of like father and creation, you know, all in one yep. shot. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool when you see, when you see stuff, I guess. And I think I've got, um, Oh yeah. There's, it's a little smaller, but there's that, there's that cheap shot from Run Godzilla. Shot. I was talking about right on Kong. Well, imagine how great it was for Sabrea, though, because he was inspired by Willis O'Brien. So imagine how cool it was for him to work on King Kong versus Godzilla in the '60s. Oh yeah, you get it. Like you said, you just, everything that you love, all mm-hmm. rolled all rolled into one. Yeah, I mean, he used to go watch Willis O'Brien movies, and he used to analyze how he could 
replicate that. He wanted to do something just like Willis O'Brien did. This, so mm. if you had, so out of, I'm, I'm going to go with this. If you, because we're in the world of remakes, would mm. you ever like to see them try to remake one of these? It, you know, with the caveat, they have to do it in their original style. They have yeah, to do it. Which one would you like to see them remake? Terror of Mechagodzilla, because I love Titanosaurus. I love Mecha-G, the original Mecha-G. And I would love to see that remade and just, you know, keep the similar designs. Don't go too far and use the Mechagodzilla we have in the legendary films. Use the Toho Mechagodzilla, you know, bring in Titanosaurus, mimic Godzilla 75, and give me a remake of that, and I would be in my heaven. In fact, I got Godzilla 75 right here, because <laughs> he's one of my favorites. Yep. So, you know, bring him back, and let's see Titanosaurus and Mechagodzilla. Let's rock that out with some cool special effects. I'd love to see that. Yeah, uh, Valerie, yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you, too. You know, I really appreciate you watching. Thank you so thanks, much. Valerie. Yeah, like I said, make, you know, thanks for subscribing as well. Appreciate appreciate that. That, hel that helps everybody in there. It's, but yeah, we, yeah, I, I definitely am going to be watching a few more of those. I mean, like I said, I, I am, I'm definitely looking forward to the new one. I'm hope I'm hoping for good things, but I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's going to just be another CGI. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what we're going to get. It's just CGI. Um, you know, you're going to have studio, studio green screen action and stuff. It's, you know, which has pretty much become the latest. Well, thing. There is hope because Toho is making another Godzilla movie in 2023. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I said. That's, that's where I was like, do you think that they could go back to the, you know, use some of the original aspects or do you think I it's still going to be? I think they will. I think Toho is going to hear the audience and go, you know what? They missed the rubber suits. So let's go back to that for some of the film. But the scenes that are too hard to film like that, let's go with CGI. Yeah, it was, well, it's even that. It's just I think that's just for me what we you know rehash what we talked about earlier. It's just I think that's one of the things that's so cool is how they could overcome the things that they didn't have, you know, to to make those scenes like you said, making those wires out of wax. Yeah, to fold over because you didn't have you know you didn't have the computer. So why not figure out how to do that again? You know, to overcome where you don't have to rely on computer animation. I mean, it's just... It might even be cheaper than using CGI all the time, you know? Because it costs so much to do CGI. It's very expensive. People think it's cheap, and it's really not. Oh, no. Buy, you know, stuff that you're going to need to do that stuff with the suits, pretty cheap nowadays. Yeah, you watch those movies, you know, just any modern day one, and you get to the credits, and you just see all of a sudden just, just yeah, that page after page. Fine. Yeah, that's all the CGI artists. Mm -hmm. that were designed for those things. It's just nuts because that's a majority of the movie. That's all, you know, you've got to, you've got the actor standing there, but you got to paint the, you got to paint the character on top of them. Yep. And then you got to render them. So they're 3d and then you get to hire somebody to make like, when you see their breath, when they're out in the cold and then like, if it's raining, you get to hire an artist for that. So it's artist after artist, after artist, after artist, after artist. Yeah, that's that's one of those where sometimes you have to give you give some of the people credit. You know, they're acting. It's like for them acting like they're cold. Yeah. You know, just so you can put the breath. I mean, they you, you got to give them a little bit of credit for that. Yeah, you do. But Very it's true. I my myself though. I just I really I don't know. I just, just the first first three. I really myself. I really like. Mm -hmm. um, it just and then for the ones. For the ones that they're pretty good. It's just one of those 
I'm still, I'm getting, I'm getting more into back into it. And it's like, I think the show has really helped actually. It's getting more, you know, more passion about actually see, seeing some of the, awesome. some of the movies that I originally like, Oh, here's a cool picture I just found. It's, um, it's Toshimitsu sculpting one of the prototypes. Nice. Um, let's see if I, hopefully it's not a tiny picture. Oh, of course it's a tiny picture. Yeah, it's, oh, it's small. It's small. All right, so everybody, zoom into your screen. You got to look, look super close. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's the uh, the maquette that they made. Yep. That's mm -hmm. so you just, so basically now if you just take, take this and you superimpose Ryan on top of this one, this is what you see back in, back in his place right there when he's creating his work. So you, basically, yep. you, can, you can see he's over there painting and sculpting. Oh yeah, I get in so close to do that too, just like that guy's doing. Uh, it's ridiculous. Well, that's that's to me that's that's how you know when somebody's actually truly into their craft, into the thing, is because they, you know, mm -hmm. little details are what's critical. Oh yeah, I mean, in a way, Godzilla is what got me into art to begin with. You know, so it's kind of come full circle where I loved monster movies because of Godzilla, and then I love art because of Godzilla. So I kind of owe a lot to that character. Yeah, it's, it for me, it's just, I just, you know, it's one of those, there's, that's the difference between just like the cheap, the cheap toys you can buy yeah, and getting something like those models, like you've been showing, you know, these figurines you've been putting up is because there's the details and that's where it's definitely, you know, I've got, you know, that's the difference between, I think I've got, you know, this semi, you know, this one wasn't cheap, you know, it's a Bigfoot. Right. You know, you can say it has some details, but, you know, I didn't pay a lot for it. Where yeah. if you get something. This kind of stuff that I made. <laughs> yeah. Where you see like that, where to this, you're going to have somebody like yourself that's going to take this. And you're actually going to differentiate. You're going to see different colorations on the fur. You're going to yeah. see characteristics where you can tell it wasn't just a cast, you know, just a mold that they just mass yeah. produced. And that's what's cool is because yeah. you can actually get that part where it's there's something you know, incredible about it. Yeah. We make it alive for you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's, but it, for me, you know, I, I, I really, like I said, I really would love to see them redo, you know, like go back to that old style. I really would. Yeah. Me too. I would be in my heaven if they did that. I think that would be great. And I think a lot of fans would really feel the nostalgia again. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I don't know how we, I don't know how we can get them. Um, we can get you know push that. I mean, it's just because I mean, I'd, I'd like to see them in a way remake. Um, is it? Um, try, I always mispronounce this one. I think is it Gigan? Gigan. Gigan. Yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, I'd like to see them remake that one in a way. You know, just yeah, you know, change cool. it a little bit. You know, just because obviously the limitations they had. You know, Gigan was a great monster too. I mean, a little trivia mm -hmm. for the fans out there: Gigan was the first monster to make Godzilla bleed. Ah, so there, see, there we go. So he drew some blood on Godzilla, and he was the first one to do so. He did it before Mecha Godzilla or any of the others. So he's a badass. And there's a, for anybody that's seen what we're we got the large spikes. Mm -hmm. The robot, yeah. the cyborg, and then yeah, the, you got Mecha Godzilla, and that was. What I actually have one of Gigan that I made. Let me grab him and show you. Oh, nice. Here you go. Here's Gigan. 
Oh, that's awesome. He's got the wings and everything on him. So, and there's his little buzzsaw belly. That is that is fantastic. Nice job. Thank you. Yeah, it's, and I, I know it's like one. It's like Jet Jaguar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just you had the difference. Um, I was I was cool that when I put that pic, picture up to promote, you know, it, you, you're like, oh my god! I'm like, ah, oh, I picked one of the ones he loved. Yeah, Jet Jaguar is amazing. You know where he comes from, right? Hmm. A child actually created him. They had a monster contest, and a little boy made a monster that was not anything like what you know now, but he had the colors. And they want to incorporate this guy into a movie, and they decided, you know what, Ultraman is incredibly popular right now. So they redesigned the monster, the little kid design, and then influenced it. You mixed up Ultraman stuff with him, and we got Jet Jaguar. And that was, yeah, and that was, was how many movies was he, was that one in? Was that, or was that just, yeah, just the one? Yep. Now, was it, was it just like not as popular as they had hoped or what was, what was the reason be, be, because that one was just like a, almost like a one-off? Well, because Megalon just did not hit with the fans, you know, because when they made that, it's like I was saying earlier, they didn't make the movie first and then add stock footage. They grabbed the stock footage and then added little movie parts into the stock footage. So it was a really terrible movie that none of the fans really dug. I mean, nowadays it has a cult following and Megalon and Jet Jaguar and Gigan are getting popular, but it was never so popular that they want to see him again. And that's, yeah, we, we need to fan film. Mm -hmm. So you need to make a few more care things and we can do the stop animation. Yes. Yeah. Just start doing, just do it. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, that's where I think Guillermo del Toro, you know, like he really hit on it. It's like, you know, just it's, did you watch the, the latest Pinocchio? Yes. What'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's not your. It's not Disney. It's not the Disney Pinocchio in any way. Right. It's just it's one of those. You know, I had a lot of people that were just like, do ah, do we need you know to have seventy five different versions of a Pinocchio story? It's like God, how many of these things do we need? I go. I just liked the fact that this was back to it was that darker style. Yeah, and it had you were using traditional filming techniques before, and I, I said I yeah. really liked it. I I go and that's. I go, maybe that's because I'm a 40 year old, you know, and I'm, I'm older and I remember these classics. I don't know, but I just, I don't need, you know, avatar. I don't need to have everything CGI to everything. It's like stuff. I go, I just, I love the classics. Yep. Me too. Well, if you want something dark in Godzilla, I mean, Shin Gojira, that's actually a pretty dark film. You're going to see a darker side of Godzilla in that one. So I, what was the name of that one? Shin Godzilla. And the way they made him look, he looks absolutely terrifying in all three of his forms. And it's just, they really went back to their roots in that one. And it's one of my favorites. It's one of Ashley's favorites too, I think. I'm trying to bring up an image here for people to see. Because, yeah, it was, I think, yeah, I remember that. It was almost a, it almost has like a demonic. Yeah. You know, like a hellish, you know, type, you know, mm -hmm. look to it. Yep. Like here's a, um, it's not a. It's a, it's a figurine, but it's hey, at least it's not an image for ants. Like I like to bring up. There it is. Yeah, Shin Gojira. Yep. And in a, in a way, though, you know, especially from the origin, like it came from, 
you know, nuclear is, this seems almost like something that would come from a nuclear accident. Oh yeah. Yeah. In the movie, I mean, he has more than one form. He has four different forms that you see in that movie and he's evolving because of the radioactivity that's in his body. And that right there, you're not even sure if that's his final form. You know, the way yeah. they end the movie, you're not sure if that's how he's going to look in the next one, if they ever make a sequel to Shin, or if there's going to be more evolutionary steps. And that's, yeah, that's, that's I actually, like I said, I hadn't actually looked at that, and I, I really do like that. Mm -hmm. And that's because they, yeah, they've got, um, de there's definitely different ones. Like the other one, I think it's a diff like, oh, here's a, I'm going to bring, yeah, here's this, this image is pretty cool. I think it's kind of like what you're, what you're talking about. And it's a full screen image. There you go. Yeah. Yep. There you go. And so this, this one, the seventh form. So, mm -hmm. so the movie was like, was what, uh, fourth form. Yeah. Yeah. And at the very end, we can see little glimpses of the fifth form. They never go anywhere with it, which is a real travesty. But we get to see those Godzilla slash humanoid things falling off of his body. So it makes you wonder, where is that going? And why did you end this here? It don't, to me, and maybe like this things, doesn't it seem like the fifth form would almost be closer to like the, the last form? Mm -hmm. I think what it is, is that's Godzilla's way of reproducing. So for every single humanoid that we saw falling off of him, that's a new Godzilla that's going to grow and become what we know as Godzilla. Ah, that's that's kind of terrifying if you think about it, because it's like how many are going to fall off of that body? So how many Godzillas are going to be out there? Yeah, so it's going to be it's it's more like a xenomorph. Yeah, in a way, the way it's yeah. it's evolving. Yep, and the reason why he looks all torn up and everything is because his skin is supposed to symbolize the burns from the bombing victims. That's something that a lot of people didn't get from the original '54 film. Is it, it's not scales. It's supposed to be charred and burnt skin. Like he's an actual burn victim. Oh, that's see, that's that's another part I didn't really, I I never even really, you know, clued in on that part. That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that that's what I'm. I need to actually look and see, check these movies after this. There was what three of these movies you said? Mm -hmm. Now were these mass released or were these more? Oh yeah, that's mass released. Where can we so locate them, mate? Oh, we can buy them at video stores. You can watch them online, I believe. I think certain streaming sites have Shin Godzilla if you want to watch that. You can probably, yeah. You can mm -hmm. probably watch it on. Yeah. Like, you know, here's a. You know, it's a, it's a little bit of a. Um, the GIF form here, you know, so. Yep. Yeah. I see. Look how good that looks. I mean, I know that's CGI, but. That still looks so terrifying, man. Imagine seeing something like that crawling down the street at you. Mm. Yeah, but even for like, even with it being CGI, you could almost make a case that that was somebody in a suit. Yeah. Too. Yep. Because just the way the eyes and stuff look, you know, you could actually see, you know, there's like the the legs really could be somebody's arms as they're yeah. just sitting there doing this, you know, and on on the set. Yeah, and the great thing about this movie is it does go back to those messages that people have lost over time. So Shin Godzilla has a very deep political message to it that governments just, they suck, you know, and they don't know how to react to stuff. So it's going back to the norm, going back to its roots. And I really appreciated it for that. Yeah. And that, yeah. There's, um, yeah see, I've, I've already learned something tonight. I got to, I got to watch these things. 
and the soundtrack on Shin Gojira, it's it's amazing. They went back and they took Akira Ifukube's score and it kind of added different parts to it, but it's so great. You're going to fall in love with the score. Yeah, that, there was a couple of the ones. I mean, I think the only, the only I think the only movie that I didn't really care for the music was uh, the Matthew Matthew Broderick film. Yeah, it was David Arnold that made the music for that one. So it was kind of yeah. like it was a big departure from what we got from Toho's movies. You know, you got P Diddy remaking, you know, Cashmere. Yep. I think with that movie, I think what they should have done is they just should have called it a kaiju movie and not a Godzilla movie. Because it doesn't work as Godzilla. It's a big iguana. It's more like the beast from fifty thousand fathoms than it is Godzilla. Yeah, it's in a way it's true, and it's in a way it's kind of like Cloverfield. Yeah. Yep. You know, to where that now was Cloverfield an offshoot from this, do you think? Was it an inspiration? Inspired. Oh, it was very much inspired by Godzilla. If you listen to the Cloverfield soundtrack, there's a title, there's a track called Roar, right? If you listen <laughs> to that, that's so influenced by Akira. It's so ridiculous. It's amazing, though. Yeah, the, you know, back to the original thing, too. The creation of this, the Roar mm-hmm. is something that's just, you know, you have, you know, you, you have a, a pine, pine tar coated glove. Yep. Over a string. Yep. And that's, you know, echo to it. Yeah. And that's what's creating that. That's what, you know, gets that whole, the roar sound. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where back the forties, fifties, like with radio and mm-hmm. for anybody that doesn't do, I, I grew up in the time I used to listen to the shadow. I listened to Fibber McGee and Molly. I used to listen to these old yeah. radio programs. Like when I'd be in bed, and I'd listen to these things oh, yeah. in my imagination because I, I just it, it was cool. I just I I just I think it translates now when I read. I can picture these stories, you know, as I read. I just I picture the whole scene as I'm reading through the books. And these movies, it's that type of thing. You realize just the different techniques that they would have to do to make the sound. Like you'd have some guy that was his whole job to be holding two shoes, yep. and he'd be sitting there going. On, on these, board, you know, doing these things for the sound, and then he'd shake the thing of glass, you know, for the, you know, for the glass shatter, and he would make, you know, do all these things for the sound effects, and that, that was how they did the sound effects. That was the, that was the, and you know, like in these movies, that was the same thing. There's some there at Toho that that's their job is they've got this elaborate thing with the mic, everybody's recording, and they're over there making these sounds, you know, to, so when the wax tension wires things you got somebody over there making that you know sound as for the wires and as i i just i don't know it's nostalgic i miss i miss it it's fantastic it really is and you almost didn't get a roar because they were saying you know if you're going to make godzilla a reptile reptiles don't have vocal cords you can't make a roar but they were going oh the hell we can't we're going to make a roar for this guy to make him memorable so they created Godzilla's, you know, trademark roar and you know, atomic breath i think we can have a roar yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's like it's yeah, I, I don't. I I for me, I it's as I'm watching, I'm I'm just I'm gonna get more. I'm I'm trying to think. It's a uh, trying trying to think what the creature's name is. It almost looks like an iguanodon mm-hmm. monster. I'm not, what, what was that? What was that monster's name? I'm trying to remember which movie it's from. Um. Ah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember because it was just it almost just had the dinosaur look to it. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it was, just, it was low and squatty, and it was just almost had in a way like a turtle appearance. Oh, you mean Angidas? Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that could be the one I'm thinking. Yeah, 
Um, I got a statue of him. Let me see if that's the one you're talking about. He's in the background, actually. He's right here. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, yep. that's got his buddy and Guiris. Yep, that's the one. This was actually his uh his first on screen opponent as well, and Godzilla raids again. And that's yeah. That in, in a way, this was like the you know the Japanese you know this was the original Pokemon. Yeah, in a way. So the uh, the first Marvel movie verse, Toho was doing it before Marvel was doing it. You know, you yeah. had all these monsters with their own movies, and then those monsters were coming over into Godzilla movies. Do you, didn't they? Weren't they trying to um, resurrect resurrect that um, that monster verse? Yeah. You know, do do you think that that's going to continue, or do you think that's kind of like gone away? I think it's going to go away. I really do. I think it, the time's just up on that. And that's because that was one I was hoping to see, like you know, that they were going to do a remake. But once again, like I said, it's going to be all the new the CGI. I mean, that, but this yeah. is supposed to be where the Hollow Earth, almost like Hollow Earth type theory, where there's you know they all reside right. underneath the space. If on if they carried on at all, it's going to, probably going to be with Kong. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Godzilla too much longer since Toho's already making a new movie in 2023. I think this might be the last legendary Godzilla that we see, but they might carry it on with Kong. And if they do, that could be interesting, but. Will it have the fan base? I don't know. I love Kong, but a lot of people don't. So, yeah, it's I. I liked the new movie. Mm -hmm. The one uh, it's that one. That one was not. That one was not too bad. I, I. I actually. I thought that was. You know, it had over the top lines. You know, like they all do. Course, you, know, you, get, you have to. I mean, yeah. that's how you provoke imagination these days. Is over the yeah, top. You know, you have these things. I mean, it's like who doesn't like the cheesy one-liners? You got to have the Arnold's, you know, to stick around. You right. know, you got to have you, you got to have the cheesy line, you know, stuff. Even though, <laughs> yeah, it's you know they they just it's what it's you know because you got to have something where people can remember because they're not going to remember some you know right. intense dialogue. I mean, because right now from the latest one, you know, you know Robert Grace's you know lines. Um, Brian Cranks, yeah, his line, you know, the thing. Tell me, you know, quote one of his lines from when he was sitting here talking about, you know, from that latest movie. Most people can't. Right. Yeah, it is. It's like, but if it's some cheesy one-liner, like, you know, when you have like, oh my God, he's returned. You know, it's like, you remember these things. Yep, you know, and they're in a bigger boat. Yeah. You, you remember those lines. Yeah. And yeah, I, I myself, I'm hope I'm hoping, you know, I, I'm, open mind i really want to see yeah i really want to see this at you too and it's just i don't because originally i thought um the i think it was from a couple years ago i want to uh i want to say i thought that that they were remaking mothra at first but then that that was like a whole new monster in in mm -hmm. itself where they had the the male and the female yeah in the nuclear waste and i, I thought in a way i thought that was kind of cool that they the creativity to come up with a new monster that hadn't and stuff, and I, or do you think, or do you think that was a remake of something that was previously oh, no. out there? No, the Mudos were completely a exclusive design. I think the Mudos were very creative, you know, and thank God they created their own stuff rather than taking somebody like Mothra or Rodan and just like dissecting them and making them look stupid. You know, so the Mudos were great. I like them. The male and the female Mudos were pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it let up that intensity where it's just it's like you know this thing this thing gives birth you know we're all screwed yeah and then she you had know, all the eggs you can see all the eggs she was carrying like oh my god yeah and just you think and just it's like nobody's going to survive yeah and do you 
I mean, if they remade it, do you think that they would give the same treatment to Mothra, or do you think it would still be a hero, you know, a heroine? I think they would have to stick with her as a heroine because Mothra has always been a good guy, and her representation, what she stands for, is you know, rebirth and newness and peace and tranquility. They'd almost be doing something wrong if they made her a bad guy. And that's and that one right there. Uh, Toho is going to be making a Gamera movie. Uh, Toho won't be doing it because Gamera isn't a Toho property. That's Dai Corporation. So, so that, but yeah, yeah they'd, have, they'd have to get the yeah, that, um, yeah. It's I fingers are crossed. Fingers are crossed. Yeah, but, there's yeah. a new Gamera series coming out on Netflix in Japan. So, are we going to see Gamera in it? We might see little glimpses of him. I'm just hoping you don't go with all the human things and just run with human stories, but have Gamera come back, you know, because we miss him. Mm, see Jackie Chan come in and do a SmackDown on the animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have a true bleed over and all the type thing, get the kung fu in there. Yep. Yeah, that, that's one we already talked about that where uh, Godzilla started doing the kung fu moves, they started mm-hmm. doing the jump, the jump kicks. Um, but that's right here. Do right. tell us about tell us about it. Oh, Gamera. Well, he's great. I mean, even though he's a little cheesy, I mean, he's a giant turtle, but he's got some good movies too. If you want to see some really great Gamera movies, look into the Heisei era Gameras, Guarding the Universe, Advent of Legion. Those are some really good movies. They get pretty dark in there. You get to see a nightmare Gamera that's actually like killing these people, and it's just like. Wow. Yeah, I'm bringing up an image for that. That way people can see it. Mm-hmm. And some of his villains are pretty uh, pretty graphic. Like Gauss will eat people. And they do show scenes of him devouring citizens. So it gets really graphic and really dark really fast. Did they do a movie of Godzilla versus? No. No. Because like, you know, Toho wanted to do it. But Dai's kind of going, nah, you know what? Gamera's our money maker. Wow. Godzilla's yours. You're gonna have Godzilla waste stars. We don't want that. Yeah, it, that's a. Yeah, I just, I just as I was asking it because I saw 2021. It's a fan. It's a fan creation. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, I would love to see a movie of that. You know, you don't have to have either one kill the other. You could have them team up against something along the way and then go back to fighting each other. Yeah, it could. Well, it could even be where it starts out as the battle. You know, they're mm-hmm. battling each other, and then then it's one of the enemy on my enemy. You know, they actually have to. Or just go the old method of they both beat the oblivion out of each other and they have enough and they both just go their own separate ways saying, okay, neither of us won. Cool. I'm good with that. And just leave. Meanwhile, Tokyo is just demolished as yeah. usual. <laughs> well, great. Glad you guys had fun. Now we have to rebuild the city again. Yeah. That's well, you got to start, start anew. Yeah. It's, that's, I don't know. That I mean, it would be an interesting, that would definitely be an interesting you know, mashup if they could ever pull that off. But I mean, just the rights alone, you know, that logistics would be crazy. Well, it would be a good story though. Cause I mean, Gamer does have some villains that would fit as Godzilla adversaries like Gauss, you know, Gauss is so terrible. It eats people wherever it goes. It kills anything it sees. That would be something that Godzilla would be like, Oh hell no, I'm taking you down. Yeah. So, some of the, some of these images like this one, there's just, this is kind of how it flies. It's just it's kind of interesting. I don't think I've ever seen seen this one before. It's like fiery hey, jets Ashley, out the out, out the leg holes. Ashley, so you know, we did see Marvel characters team up with DC characters years and years ago. 
it was an amalgam run that Marvel did. That is true. It would be like Iron Man teaming up with Superman. But if you remember, though, we did see, you know, combinations of characters put together like Dark Claw, which was a combination of Wolverine and Batman. Yeah, that's, we, could, we could get on the whole, you know, get the nerds all fired up. You know, Bat, mm -hmm. Batman, does he even belong in the Justice League? I think he is the Justice League. Yeah, it's, well, it's just it's one of those things. It's because everybody else has a superpower and all he has is money. Yeah, well, you know what, yeah. Though, I mean, he's the contingency plan against the rest of the Justice League, though. I mean, yeah, how awesome does that make Batman when, you know, they can rely on him to stop Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Superman, and all these other guys when Batman's just a normal human being? He's pretty cool. I mean, I wouldn't mess with Batman. Yeah, it was, I think in a way they, they really, I think in the way they kind of did that with how he ended up using kryptonite yep. as a way to negate Superman. And so I think that they really, this, you know, this, this, this is cool. I'm enjoying the nerd talk. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Chris, with the nerd Chris, is, Chris is lost because I don't think he's even watched one Godzilla movie. Not yet. No. No, no I haven't watched it. it. It's just, I mean, it's it's before I was born, and it's just stomping on stuff, blowing on stuff. So I mean. I really wasn't too interested. I mean, I'm interested in the show because it's going very well. But I did some research. So, I mean, hey, here we go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I just found a, I just found a poster. It's like you said, yeah, these, you could definitely see these ones as, as where that team up would definitely work between if they could ever pull it off. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in a, that's, but in a, that's one of my favorite Gamera villains is Gauss because they got two different forms of Gauss in those movies. They have the Earth Gauss and then they got Space Gauss. Yeah, in a way, is it looks almost just like how Marvel and DC do it. Yeah, same characters, different names. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know. Gauss would almost be like a different version of Rodan. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's just you got mm -hmm. you got the Falcon and you, you've got you know you've got Hawkman. You know, yep. it's just yeah, it's just it's the same. You know, it's it's the same character. You you've you just you've switched it over just a little bit. You know, it's just I they I really I really like I really like that. Like, we need to do a part two. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the clock here. So, uh, and that way, it give me a chance to watch a few more. That way, I can watch the Shin ones and actually yeah. take and those watch in. Some camera movies, watch some camera movies if you get a chance. They're on YouTube and you can watch them for free. They're a little nice. cheesy. I mean, you know, they're. I own that, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, we are nerds. We are definitely yeah. nerds. Speaking of nerds, is that? Yeah, yeah we got it, Ashley. Wife got that for me. Oh. Tuck the beard in there so you can see it better. Live, laugh, lurk, Mothman. So that's, yeah, that was, that's, I'll see. Yeah, she found them. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool. You know, ironically, Gamera is one of the big reasons why Godzilla was killed off in the 90s because the new high size series during the 90s of Gamera were doing better than Godzilla was. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah when, they, when Dai came back in the 90s and they wanted to match box office with the Toho Studios, they did it the right way. And they made some really great monsters and they redesigned Gamera to look more realistic. It wasn't such a campy story. It wasn't cheesy. It was kind of horror-based in some ways. And Gamera was outdoing Godzilla at almost every turn. Yeah, th this this little figurine is pretty cool the way that they add it, you know, the adaptation of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the uh, that's the X plus Defo Real series. Yeah, I just you know that that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you ever want to see somebody review stuff like that, I got a buddy called Phil the Kaiju King over on YouTube. He oh, reviews, nice. Yeah, he does all these reviews for all these X plus figures that you can check out. What's that? Yeah, everybody definitely check. Mm-hmm. Like I said, check him out. Like I said, uh, if you could shoot me that um, thing, I'll add that to the link too. Okay. So I could link that one over. Yeah, because okay. there's, yeah, there's there's definitely some, you know, there's I, there's definitely a, a fan group that would love to see this crossover. Yes, yes. We've all been trying to push for it for years, and Toho and Dyer's just like, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, it's just... It's basically, you know, it's like Michelangelo on steroids. Yeah. My only gripe is, though, if I'm going to see a Godzilla versus Gamera, I want Toho's Godzilla. I don't want legendary Godzilla. Yeah. I it's agree. Toho's. That way it's Toho and Dai going head to head. Yeah. I I agree because that's, that's, it's definitely, there's something definitely because, like I said, you know, when you show like the one that's right next to you, you know, you, de- you know, that, that style is definitely the one. And he said from like the 1954 mm-hmm. that you see. And that's, and Brian was just, you know, that everybody thought that, you know, there's, I don't think there's anybody that's a Godzilla fan that didn't think that when the Fukushima disaster happened. Right. They're like, this is the time, you know, there's going to be some turtle, some iguana, something that's going to be walking out there. That's going to suddenly just get a massive dose mm-hmm. and they're just going to start, you know, pretty soon we're going to just start getting these weird readings in the ocean and it's just going to be got you know that that version of godzilla actually growing well i mean we got the bloop so there's that mysterious underwater noise that we can't figure out where it came from so i mean hey maybe it's a godzilla in some way i i wouldn't be least bit surprised if there is something out there that we don't know about because i'm not even gonna lie though man if something like godzilla emerged from the oceans i would fanboy the hell out dude I would die because I wouldn't run. I'd be like, dude. I know. It's like, I'm so happy. I just stomped on. Be like, well, at least I died in a happy fashion. Life, yeah. life is complete. It's like, yes. Yep. <laughs> I got to see a real Godzilla stomp. Yeah, that's um, it's I I really, God, I just I would really love to see some. Now they're just talk, talking about. It. I mean, just I'm just even thinking. It's just how cool it would be to make a little short. You know, some, to see somebody make one with the figures and actually make their own little, you know, like fan mm. version of it and stuff and doing the old, oh, I you know, the old style. I if only that. we knew somebody that make the models. Only we knew somebody that could make a posable model. Oh, you mean like these guys that might, you know, be movable? Yeah, if all if only we knew somebody that actually could, you know, to where you could actually have the stuff. Yeah, that would make those somebody could actually make pull it off and actually post it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I may have to try my hand at that. In fact, I can even make uh, things light up. He needs batteries, but Gigan's eye does light up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So see, that would be that'd be the thing to do is actually make a little fan, you know, fan little clip thing. I mean, where it just, but a lot of people that don't know it. You don't realize how many hours it takes to make a few seconds of film. A long time, a long, long yeah. time. Yeah, for anybody that sees the stop stop action things, I mean, it's literally click, click, click. I mean, you're just it's for just this one swipe that takes forever. Yeah, to do because you're just you're constantly just having to do little tweaks, little tweaks every time with every every snap, and then and you just put it all together. Off, it messes up the whole 
Yep. Right. Yep. It's like, you know, drawing animation. Anything is off, anything's different. It screws up the whole process. Got somebody right as you're at that point sneezes and messes up the whole board and you got to start over again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, that... Julie's like, did stop animation of Pooh and Tigger. Oh, wow. Where can I see that at? Yeah, she says it's taken by the military. I think it's probably one of the times when she was on the military base. Hmm. And so, yeah, that's a... Nice. Yes. The the stop animation would just be would just be a lot of fun. But that's... No, no I just... Out of everything, just like for me, it was just this down memory lane. It's like I really, really enjoyed watching this, watching the, t the thing. I mean, just some of the some of the humor that was involved, like the guy just showing the greed, like making the one guy pay for everything while he had this massive, basically just cabinet full of cash. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what that's when he ends up getting. That's when he ends up, you know, just the. That was like I said. It was just you know you had that juxtaposition of all these different storylines because here was this these guys. There's Godzilla coming down to this thing, and here these two guys are fighting over bundles of cash. Yep, I love the it, one guy in Godzilla versus Mothra that was always eating the hard boiled eggs. Yep, and then his uh, boss is telling him, "Oh, if you like eggs so much, go down to the beach and cover that egg." And he's just like looks at his hard boiled egg and just puts it down. <laughs> yeah, that oh yeah, it's just. Yeah, the, that was the thing. Those just it's like little things like when you watch them, you're like, I don't remember this at all. Mm -hmm. And then it just just the cheesy, just the cheesy things. It's like, you know, haha, you know, I, I give you one point four, you know, one point five million yen, you know, and you're you're thinking like, wow, that's a lot. And I actually think about it, you're like, wait a minute, that's not that much. Yeah, then you look it up and you're like, that's all it is nowadays, really? What? Yeah, I know. You're you're looking back one point four million. I, I said, what, fourteen hundred bucks? I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was watching some horror movie the other day. I forgot which one it was, but the characters in there get $156,000. And they were celebrating like it was millions. And I'm like, that really wouldn't get you a lot nowadays. What am I missing here? And I, I looked it up and I'm like, oh, in the 90s, it was worth so much more. Okay. Yeah. And you do these things, you're just like, wait a minute. You know, it's just like translates like 100 and some yen to the dollar. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's not that's not a whole lot of money here, people, that you're, yeah. you're talking about how we're going to all be wealthy on this. Right, right. Yeah, Ashley said she's trying to get it to stop animation. It's yeah, her patience. daughter's a great artist. Her ten year old is fantastic, man. Yeah. The patience Ashley, is just that the, you should show some of her drawings on your Facebook. Yeah, her that kid's only cool. ten years old. Be, she's only ten, but she's got superb artistic talent, man. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. To see those. Yeah. So Ashley, yeah, if you can post some of those things, I'd I'd love to see those. Yeah, she's That's good. One. She creates her own characters. She's only ten. And she's already writing stories and creating her own characters. So she's got a future in art and writing. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, Brian, that's what we we're talking about for a portion of the show. It's like, that's what we'd, we'd love to see again. Let's put the human back in the suit. And do those things. I mean, because you could definitely make, you know, the suit, there's, that's one of those definitely, de you know, definitely. I agree. Mm -hmm. And she's if 11. If I knew how to make suits like that, if I know how to make Godzilla suits, I would be all up over it man <laughs> oh you probably you probably could you just have it's just one of those things trying the first time but well, you know, there's a guy who actually made one his name is chris scalf okay and you can find him here on youtube he made a suit out of styrofoam and different kinds of foam for his kid and it came out looking so marvelous dude it's one of those things that you look at, at it and you're like i want to buy that from you <laughs> yeah I, I some of those people that go to comic cons 
I'm just I'm a marvel at the at the job that they've done. Oh yeah, the cosplayers. Oh my gosh, yeah. uh, their imagination and their skills are like whoa. Yeah, you you see these things where you're like that literally looks like you bought a movie prop. Yeah, yeah. And I saw just, one guy that was doing the uh, battle damage Darth Vader, and the way he did it, I was just like, how did you even do that? He even made it so you could see like it had a robotic arm on this side. Yep. And he actually made the pistons and everything, and he had a prosthetic that he was wearing, and I'm like, how? Yeah, that's it. It's just it. It's there's just some people with their talent. It's just it's one of those all I can do is just sit, sit there and marvel at it. But yep. And Ryan, just, thank you, sir. Oh, my pleasure. I, you know, if you want me to come back, dude, I'll gladly. Oh come yeah, back. absolutely. That's what I said it's it's one of those we definitely we didn't even touch a lot of the monsters intentionally just because I wanted to you know keep it to where it's not like a rehashing of the same thing. I mean, we basically oh. we talked about them, but we really didn't get into all what the abilities of Rodan, you know, guy get it just, we didn't really get into what, uh, you know, their backstories in there. Cause that's what I think. I think we could bring oh. it back. We could do, do a part, you know, part two. I've actually so notes on just that alone, dude. We'll be here for days when I start getting into that. Yeah. That's, and that's where we definitely, you know, we definitely want to do it. And I just, somehow I just booted myself out of the studio. Oh no. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I just luckily I didn't lose get off the stream there, but I was suddenly just like you said, just like enter the studio. I'm like, yeah, let's not exit out of there. Yeah, don't do I mean, that. No, but yeah, so everybody, once again, you can follow him on Instagram at that underscore cryptid underscore Ryan underscore underscore R Y N O or at Ryan Trimbley 18 on Twitter. And those are those things. Or on Facebook. Yep. Follow him on Facebook, reach out to him, see if you can't make one of those monsters your own and i bet you he'd be willing to pay one for you oh yeah always yeah that's it he's got he's got some free time but he'll do it oh. <laughs> yes every time he's doing these things i'm like i don't know where he finds the time to paint all these all these models it's like god because i'm a madman when i do that stuff man i will stay up all night if i know i'm going to get something finished what so. it helps with you I'll just be a cup of coffee right there, and I'll be sitting there going, ah, you know, falling asleep while I'm doing it. Like, okay, coffee. <laughs> you wake, wake up, yeah, and it's, it's you know, it's one of those happy, like Bob Ross says, a happy little accident. You know, yeah, when you, you actually know, get it, and you realize that distress line that you just made was perfect. Yeah, when I fell asleep, I woke up the next morning, and I had all this glow-in-the-dark paint on one side of my face. And it was so funny, because I didn't even know it until I walked into the bathroom, and it, all the lights were off, and one side of my face is glowing. I'm like, what <laughs> that's yeah that's when you take pictures and stuff like that and it ends up becoming some cool cosplay right i became radioactive overnight yeah that's yeah that, that's a, it was like i said barbara you know happy little accent <laughs> yep yeah it's one of those yeah brian i need a brian bowden fat figure yeah this like i said yeah thanks for once ryan thanks again for sharing these links too. you know i appreciate you know Par paranormal underwood Val valerie you know Ashley, you know, and then the usual Sir Brian, Julie, Harolyn. Yeah, we. Have, I'm trying to make sure I don't miss anybody. Ron was on here. Mark was on. Mon here or still on here? I said I just want to th thank everybody for tuning in and watching. You know, sharing the show. I mean, that's pretty simple. Pretty simple thing to do. Share, share, like, subscribe. Do that. It helps everybody out because for some reason, you know, we've all talked about it, the algorithm for some reason doesn't work. Yeah, and I think it's because we don't pay. I think yeah. if you pay, then, you know, obviously all of a sudden the world will open up to you and everything will work. But for some reason, it just, it doesn't, 
unless you start throwing some dollars at it. So, but yeah, this episode two was brought by Ert Radio, proud sponsor of Three Beards Podcast. We, we are rebroadcast every Wednesday night at 11 p.m. You can follow her on. That's where you can find find other shows that are, that are on there, including Into the Outer Realms, Slacker 82, uh, I said us, plus he has some music shows. You might even find a boyfriend or girlfriend listening on there when you're in the comments section. But you're only <laughs> going to find that out if you actually like and subscribe and actually go on to the Mixer site and the chat thing. You know, you might, you know, turn it, turn it into a semi-dating site. You know, where everybody can, you know, hit, you know, talk to each other and you don't have meetups. That's, that's not what it's for, but do it anyway. Just, but make sure you tell Ron that we sent you there. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. It's that exposure. But yeah, definitely go watch that. Yeah. Godzilla meets the Flintstones. Can you imagine? Speaking of the Flintstones, somebody brought it up. Does anybody, did anybody actually think about it when the, they did the, the Christmas thing for the Flintstones, how that yeah, doesn't work? Yeah, how that doesn't work at all. Yeah, no. It's like you know the whole stories don't you know haven't even occurred yet, and so it's it's like you know like just one of those things. Yeah, Godzilla meets Kiss. Hey man, I'd be all for that. I would definitely be all for Godzilla meets Kiss, dude. I'm a huge Kiss fan too, so I'd be like, yeah. You're, you want to talk about one of the weird '80s ones type thing? That that's what it would be. It's like it'd be some crime fighting thing. Hey Godzilla, thank you for helping us solve the caper of the missing guitar. Ends <laughs> 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 a, a show, you know. Just yeah, you'd have some just really weird. It'd be Gene Simmons on Godzilla's shoulder playing God of Thunder as Godzilla's yeah, yeah, watch. sitting here doing the whole, you know, thank you, just right on. Yeah, just mm. oh my god, you got, you got Godzilla throwing up the symbol too, just like. <laughs> In face paint, yep, white and black face. But yeah, gotta have the white and black. Oh my god! All right, so everybody, just, just thanks for watching. You know, make sure you check us out on social media. Just click, click, share, like, click, clicky, clicky. Go to redbubble.com, Three Beards Podcast, or go to threebeardspodcast.com and check out the gear section. Support us that way. Um, appreciate everybody that's given us stars um, and subscribed on Facebook as well. That really helps us out too. Um, really, really appreciate that. And Ron, yeah, it's like Ron was like, so hopefully, hopefully he likes the plug on you know trying to make you know ER you know ERT Radio you know a dating site. You know, hopefully, <laughs> it's, hopefully he approves. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully Chris survives. Looks like he's just getting ready to die there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So it's time time to get him to bed and you know put some yeah, copious amounts of you know Nyquil into him. So that way he can make it to work tomorrow. So, all right, everybody. I said, yeah. Sir Brian says he's only going to watch it if Drunk Ace is in it. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Drunk Ace is a must. Yeah. So you, you, yep, that's that's de- that's that is a definite one. You got to have that. So, but everybody, check out. You know, like I said, go check out Monster Radio. You know, subscribe like that on YouTube. You know, try to. Get, you know, he's going to be putting out some new content soon. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, we will. We will be. Yep. So that's yeah. So we'll see everybody. As the cliche joke says, we'll see everybody next year. Everybody have a happy new year. Don't party too hard. Stay, stay home. Go to bed at ten. Wake up all rested and refreshed. While you're, and then you can make fun of all your friends that are going around crying because they got massive hangovers. You could laugh at him, and you know, like I said, I'll, I'll usually that's that's a perfect time to put away dishes and stuff when you got everybody that's dying from their hangovers from the night before. So, <laughs> yes, 
So everybody, next next Wednesday, we got the boys. We got Brian, Brandon Bowden, Tom, Tom Car Cardos, um, Carlito. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be able to make that one or not, but we're gonna be talking about the Antichrist. So there's been a lot about that in the news lately, where there's been some few um, some things that have been going on in the news, where there's been a lot of there's been some uptick, you know, of talk about you know the Antichrist, and so we're gonna we're just gonna cover that. So that's a way to kick off the year. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's the way to do it. And so we'll do that in fashion. But yeah, we're going to get this. We'll get this plan. We'll let everybody know for part two when we talk about the other cast members in this Godzilla, Godzilla world. So everybody have a great night. Ryan, thank you so much. We will see everybody on the flip side next year, 2023. Good night.